A reading from the book of the prophet Joel. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your hearts, not your garments, and return to the Lord, your God. For gracious and merciful is he, slow to anger, rich in kindness, and relenting in punishment. Perhaps he will again relent and leave behind him a blessing, offerings and libations for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion, proclaim a fast, call in an assembly, gather the people, notify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and the infants at the breast. Let the bridegroom quit his room and the bride her chamber. Between the porch and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord weep and say, spare, O Lord, your people, and make not your heritage a reproach with the nation ruling over them. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? Then the Lord was stirred to concern for his land and took pity on his people. The word of the Lord. Merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness. In the greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin cleanse me. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. For I have acknowledged my offense, and my sin is before me always. Against you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renewed within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Give me back the joy of your salvation, and a willing spirit sustain in me. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, we are ambassadors for Christ, as if God were appealing through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. 
For our sake, he made him to be sin who did not know sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Working together then, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain, for he says, in an acceptable time I heard you, and on the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, to be to God. God. to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners, so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Beloved, if you feel a sense of heaviness, the gravity of the season of Lent, 
It's because it's supposed to be. Lent is a reminder to us that things are not as they ought to be. The world as we know it, as, it's, as we see all of these things that are going on, violence, wars, insurrection, divisions in family, divisions within ourselves, that in itself is a very real confirmation that things are not right. And what we are choosing to do today in response to the Word of God, a clarion call to gather everyone. It's a moment, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a call to leave whatever, come together, let us beseech the Lord who is ever merciful, ever gracious. We are choosing today to do two things. Number one, to acknowledge that we have in some way contributed to the disorder of the world. But then on the other side of it, we are also choosing to say, Enough is enough. I'm not going to continue to contribute to the problem. I want to be a part of the solution. I want to cooperate with the desire of God to reconcile, to bring back together, to make new what was and was old. Now it's time for transformation. You think about the movement of the celebration today. After hearing the word, and then we see Jesus in the gospel exhorting us, and this is one of five sermons that are captured in the gospel of St. Matthew. This is the greatest of the five, the Sermon on the Mount. And chapter 6 of this, of this sermon, of this gospel, is the heart of the teaching. And we notice there seems to be paradox, doesn't there? He's telling us about going into the inner room where nobody can see us, Give alms in a way that the other doesn't know what you're giving. Offer yourself before the Lord in such a way that your fasting isn't recognized by others. And yet, we will have ashes imposed on our foreheads. What's giving up here? What is happening here? There's a both-end dimension. The ashes are not in contradiction to the Lord. It's, it's meant to say one thing. It's to say we choose to identify with the source of salvation with the Lord who willingly laid himself down on the altar of the cross to bring about this new reality, this gift of salvation, as we hear in the responsorial Psalm 51, give me back the joy of your salvation and a willing spirit sustain in me. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. As you know, we have been journeying through this new liturgical year through the Gospel of St. Mark. And what do we notice in Mark's Gospel? Jesus is presented as having a preferential disposition for that which is hidden. He doesn't want things broadcast. Keep it to yourself. Don't say anything. Go show yourself to the priest, to the demons. Quiet, get out. He himself, always striving, once he's done with whatever is being attended to, out to an out-of-the-way place, to a deserted place, so he can be what? In union, in communion with the Father, renewing himself. He's showing us the pattern by which the external will simply be the surface of what should be really happening interiorly in our hearts. And he's calling us to an act of faith. Your heavenly Father who sees what is secret will reward you. We are being called to trust that God sees what's going on. He knows what you're dealing with. He knows what I'm dealing with. 
And he also knows that we are utterly powerless to deal with the biggest issue of all, denial of self. When we take on the disciplines, those pillars of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, it is to convict ourselves, but also to lay hold of, to convict ourselves that I have been selfish. I have been miserly. I haven't been as forthright with the Lord. I haven't been all in. I, I've often said it, but in action, in actuality of doing it, I haven't always been where I should be. So this is the time. Now is always the right time. The present moment is always the right time. We are being given this season of Lent to embrace a great fast. A great fast so as to have what? A great feast. Think about occasions that you prepare for. If it's your, your, your child's wedding or something like that, an anniversary or whatever, you start planning well in advance for a great celebration. And in order for that to be a tremendous time of celebration, there must be some willingness to um, pull back on other things in order for that which is far surpassing to be what it's supposed to be. We're all admitting, I have put things of the world in front of God. If it's myself, if it's entertainment, if it's pleasure, whatever it is, all of this is to be recognized. And we are being also reminded to know that whenever we have chosen to do it on our terms as opposed to God's terms, our way instead of God's way, it always ends up <laughs> being lacking at best. The prophet Joel is preaching, is having to, 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 to prophesy at a time in which great famine has hit the people. The locusts are consuming all of the harvest. There's, the food is scarce. So he says, come, everybody together, let's go. Even the, the babies at breast, everybody come. St. Paul reminding us, we who have been gifted with this opportunity, this righteousness of God, this gift of salvation, we are now to be the ambassadors to present ourselves to others, not as if we have arrived, as if we've got our acts together, no, but to, to be in such a way that I have discovered the way. It has been made known to me, and now I share with you. Come, together, let us go and see. It wasn't too long ago we heard about the shepherds departing from the field to go and see what this message was all about, departing from however many, maybe 99 sheep to go after the one was born in a manger. Today is about returning. Returning to what? Returning to that which is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You think about the ashes. They are the remnants of what once was something that's now been left to nothing. Something that's been consumed by fire. It's now dust. You know, when we return back after some kind of a situation, if it's a hurricane or whatever like that, we return and we see what's left behind. But they are to remind us, the ashes are to remind us how fleeting this life is, how quickly things can happen, and it's done. So however you receive the, the ashes today, that external sign that you're choosing to identify and acknowledge, yes, I have participated in what has made this mess. But I'm choosing now to embrace the one who says, come, let's rest. Let's get together. And if at the end of it all, 
As you try to embrace fasting, praying, and almsgiving in a new way, in a better way, if you find that you missed the mark, you don't do the spiritual reading you intended to do or whatever, but if at the end of these 40 days when Easter comes, you and I have a greater desire to be closer to Jesus than you have succeeded, to have the desire to be closer to the Lord. God wants friendship with us. That takes time, and it takes a willingness on our part to do what we can when we can so that the one for whom all things are possible may do that which is impossible for us. To lift us up, to remind us that you are, you are the chosen of God. You're the child of God. And so today, let us embrace the seriousness of this season of Lent. Let us be determined to, to do our best, to have a great fast, so as to have the great feast. It's prepared, but we can't truly appreciate that which is prepared and ready, apart from going through what's necessary. A cleansing, a purging, a reordering, turning away to that which is secondary, to that which is primary. And by the way, you have to know this. It's a principle of the spiritual life. If when you find that you are set, your heart is set, and you delve into it, you give everything, you, you're focused on that one, maybe you choose one particular thing, and if as you figure, as you see yourself embracing that one thing, as you give yourself to it, and you find that you're getting all types of problems, don't be shocked. That's only a confirmation that the enemy is upset. Because now you've taken your eyes off of him who always wants to distract us from the one thing necessary. Jesus, the Savior, the Redeemer, the one who was made expiation for our sins, St. Paul tells us. He became sin. That we might be able to live in newness of life, to be free. So let us choose today, as we approach the Lord, as we were impressed with the the cross. Yes, it's Valentine's Day. I don't have a stencil so I can make a nice heart huh? with an arrow coming through. But I offer you that which is better than the heart. The cross reminds us of an intersection of a communion of heaven and earth. So let us not draw back, but come to the Lord, who is gracious and merciful. This is the time today. Hear his voice. Harden not your hearts. God love you.